Ocean FM. The gardening slot on Northwest Today, thanks to Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr, offering the most useful lawn care tips. Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr. Uh, Liam, good morning to you once again. Thanks for joining us. Liam Feeney is uh, with us. Um, and every week we're wondering, or people are wondering, if it's going to be a good year for the roses. Uh, how's it looking so far? Too, too soon to say, Liam. But despite well, that, the, the preparation has to be put into place. The secret of it, night, the preparation. Like, we all saw a little glimpse of the warmer weather last Saturday evening. And, like, spring is moving on top of us, whether we like it or not. And most people like it anyways. But your roses, okay, if you haven't been caring for your roses, the first thing you need to do is clean up all of the dead leaves that are lying around. Clean them all up and remove them all together. Remove them to your waste bin because they don't make good compost. They will have the viruses. And so move them to your compost bin. They're not a great uh, idea to put them into a compost heap. Get rid of them. They will have the black spot spores and all they'll do in rain is they'll rise on your new growth. So if you're looking at roses, uh, if you happened and you know that there is black spot, maybe it's a good time to spray the jail fluid a dilute solution of jail fluid on top of the ground after you've ripped away all of the dead leaves or, or dead branches or whatever. You need to go in, cut out the dead branches, cut out the old flower hips that's on some of those roses, put them all out, get rid of them into a, your, your green bin or whatever you have, but definitely not on your compost heap. So when you've that done, maybe it's worthwhile looking at mulching that rose bed. So... If you're mulching the rose bed, you have either a stone mulch down or a dark mulch down. All helps because it keeps the spores, if there are any living, it keeps them underneath. Now, what happened in Nile, all of a sudden we're heading towards using much, much more fertilizer. The spring is here. You can look at your, your chemical fertilizer. Definitely you can look at your organic fertilizer because... It's absolutely brilliant for the worms. It's brilliant for everything underground. But now you can use your chemical, your growing more, other things like that. I mean, there's a big, big weekend coming now. This is Easter weekend. And whether we like it or not, people are going to start to uh, turn their attention on the gardens. Everything kicks into play now. You need to look at your vegetable plot. You need to look at what you're doing there. But... Most importantly, this is probably the start of really gardening. Now, you have plenty of tips on what to do for the month of March. If you haven't done them, get in now. You're a little late, but get in and do them. So, mm. the next thing you have to look at is what's an outer flower. You're the light year for Cynthia. In some cases, Woody General, Cynthia, uh, whatever is starting to go out of flower, if you want to put manners on them and get them back into the space that you originally thought they would be in, now is a great time after flowering. Think every time you decide you're going to prune a particular shrub, get in, give it a good feed, give it a good pruning, but immediately after flowering is the best time to do that. Now, you're looking at your garden. Take a critical look at your garden. I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's back garden, front garden, side garden. It really doesn't matter. Now is the time to take the critical look at that garden. 
You'll see where the weaknesses are. More importantly, you'll see where the strength of that garden lies. Uh, there's no such thing as a bad garden. Look at the soil. Always when you go into the garden centre, take photographs. Uh, most definitely, there's no point in walking in and expecting the person in the garden centre to know exactly what you're thinking. So bring plenty of photographs and take plenty of ideas and inspiration from the people that you're talking to. Right, okay, and every reason, every week we get uh, questions about roses, so that's uh, good advice to start off uh, this morning. Um, do, 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 right, let's go to good questions. First one um, from a listener, what are, what are the best potted plants to use in April, Liam? Ones that are colourful. Uh, there is a wedding at this particular house at the end of April and they want a bit of colour. Well, I, you definitely, that's where you're going to go to a garden centre. I mean, your capitals are absolutely in full colour now. Don't get something that's starting to go out of colour. Look at your tetrateed capitals. Look at the pansies, the violas, uh, of brighter. Definitely look at what's available and what's in colour and what will be in colour for the next month. Because if they're visiting you for well uh, wishes to the, the couple getting married or whatever, you need to have the place looking well. You can even look at hanging baskets. But most importantly, talk to the garden centre. There's no point in getting something that's going out of colour uh, next week or the week after. I mean, my sister Karen, she's involved in several weddings at this point, and she's making lots left right and centre. So you need to go to the garden centre. Okay, well, just having problems with your signal at the moment. Hopefully, it'll it'll come stronger. If not, we'll we'll, we'll take a break in a moment and, and see if it comes back. Hopefully, it'll it'll get a bit better. Um, right, okay. Begonias. Question about begonias, Liam. Ask Liam, what is the best time to plant begonias? Can you tell us? Well, if you're planting begonias that have already been started and they're bedding begonias, now is the time. Now is the time to get planting those begonias. Be very, very careful of a sneaky late frost. You'd be bad because if they're tender plants, uh, if they have a sneaky late frost up until the 17th, 18th, 20th of April, whatever, you need to cover them at night if they're going to get a, a little bit of grass frost. All right, okay, that's the begonias. Um, I have dahlias. We talked about dahlias last week. I have dahlias in the ground, but this year I see bulbs on top of the ground. Uh, what should I do, if anything? Well, I'm not exactly sure what that lady is saying there, Nigel. No, 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 yeah. First of all, you need to dig out your dahlias. That's the first thing, because uh, the slugs that will play havoc with them. So dig them out. Uh, you can split your dahlias. You can start them where there's a little bit of heat. And you'll get three weeks earlier, you'll feel the march, as the fella says. You'll get there in advance of flowering. Push them a little. So if they're rising to the top of the ground, chances are you haven't been mulching your dahlias. Right, okay. Uh, And again, something I think we covered last week, if not the week before, snails and slugs, it is the season for them. Uh, How do I stop snails and slugs coming on to new uh, tarmac? And presumably they're coming from the lawn, are they? Yeah, I think now we talked about that we did, before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say they are leather jackets, so you need to get a little bit of advice. I mean, there are nematodes there, which is, uh, if you want to call it a biological control 
of your of your uh, leather jackets. They will travel out on termite because they love the heat, so they'll get that in the termite, especially in the middle of the day. Uh, the other thing in relation to slugs and snails, you are at the time slugs are wakening up. You'll see them underneath windowsills, tracking their their track down along the walls. So uh, uh, keep an eye on your slug pellet situation. You don't need to use an awful lot, but you need to use a little. Maybe it's a good time just to put out a little taster around one particular plant you know they're fond of. And if you find slime all around that following morning, you need to use a little bit more the next night. Right, okay. I'm wondering if you can ask uh, Liam, uh, do you do you need to use a lawn scarifier to get rid of moss in the lawn or is using sulphate of iron enough to get rid of it? Sulphate of iron, in my estimation, is the best opportunity that you have to get rid of moss. Now, you may need to do it twice and certainly we do it twice every year here, once in February, once again in, in September and you will keep the mass under control. I'm not so sure about scarifying because it's great. Don't get me wrong. It is great to do it, but it's the quickest way of turning your husband against gardening forever because he'll be taking barrow after barrow after barrow of moss off the lawn. So it's a personal choice. Right, okay. And again, questions on hydrangeas, which you come in all the time. Why are some hydrangeas different colours? I want... To get one which is pink, does it depend on my soil, or my soil or my location? They want to know. I don't know, Niall. I think hydrangeas are coming much more true to colour than they did at the time of our grandmothers or our mothers, as the case may be. Uh, hydrangeas now that you buy are coming much more true to colour. Uh, now, they are an acidic blubber. There's no question or doubt about that. Maybe a little feed of a hydrangea feed or whatever... If you feel that they're reverting in colour, it's an indication that you need to use something that's iron-based. Okay. So let it be a right range of food or whatever. Okay, uh, Liam, I've tried to grow laburnum trees in my garden for years. I love the yellow flowers, albeit for a short time, and it never seems to take. Is there any reason well, for that? One thing about laburnum, they have a very bad root system, so they only really are a... Are a or shrubs are a very, very dry garden. Or a dry garden, it doesn't have to be very dry, but they hate uh, greatly, they hate dab, as the fellow says, and uh, they hate wet conditions. So, But your laburnum should be quite okay if you have all the, the boxes ticked for the dry ground. They don't like wet ground, that's it. Yeah, okay, so dry garden... Not soggy as well, so that's probably why it's not growing. Okay, I, I remember this coming up last year and indeed the year before and um, I'm, I'm going to preface what you're saying. This is not as easy as it sounds or as indeed is, 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 is being put across by advertisers. A listener wants to start a garden of wildflowers in an area of her garden. Um, when and how is the best way to do this? It is not an easy thing to do, Liam, is it? It is not an easy yeah. thing in the wildflower preparations now that, that you can walk into a garden centre and get. But what I say about wildflower is go to the garden centre, look at what is being butterfly friendly, even if it's a herbaceous plant, try and encourage them plants. problem with the seed preparations is, first of all, the light dry ground. Secondly, 
ultimately pistols and dockings and rushes will overtake all of your effort. So if you're going to a garden centre, I mean, the likes of your Shasta Daisy, the likes of your Campanula, they're all good bee and butterfly plants. There's far, far more, but you have a far better chance of success with them. Right, OK. Could Liam remind us once again of cutting hedges? When is a good time? Can we still do it? And are we breaking the law if we do it? N- not for garden hedges, isn't that right, Liam? That's the, yeah. yeah. No, not for garden hedges. Uh, I mean, you're quite safe uh, from now on to start cutting your hedge. Start a nice neat trimming. If you've been doing it uh, the way we would suggest, which is finish cutting in July at all costs, and now what you need is a light trim up and light tidy up. So, you're in the time. I mean, it's going to be a busy weekend for the, the people that haven't got out last month. Yeah. It'll be a very busy weekend this weekend. Well, that's for sure. I think this weekend is, is traditionally the weekend that people start cutting lawns and start getting serious about their, their garden. Uh, someone else wants to know, how do you get green mildew off their decking? Um, it's I gone very bad what- at the moment. Yeah, what, and it gets very slippy now. Yeah. What you need there is some of the treatments, which is liquid, the like the Moscow or Algo Clear or some of those treatments. Just hit your deck with it now because it gets really, really slippy. Mildew is a form of moss if you want to bring it far enough. So I would use something like Moscow, Algo Clear Pro or Algo Clear Plus. They're all good for your deck and then you can wash your deck in a solution of washing powder or whatever you're going to use wash the deck but give it a full solid week after you put down the moss preparation right okay um will begonia roots that were in pots last year and left in pots indoors over winter will they flower this year or not liam they will flower but if you have the begonia corns i think that lady is talking about which is your non-stop begonia they should really be started indoors in, I think, January or February. They will start to, to show their signs of growth because if you haven't done it until now, you will be getting a later flower, which will probably kick into play around the middle of July. Right, OK. And again, we had this last week and the week before about the, the daffodils not performing this year. My daffodils didn't come out at all this year. Only the green stems were showing. Any reason for that? Well, all, the first yes. thing is, Niall, again, it's an unendless question. Have you cut them back before they wilted or died properly, or have you ever fed those daffodil bugs? They like everything. Feeding is everything. I mean, here's one for you, Niall. If you have a pot and you have it in the pot and you have neglected it over the past uh, several years, take a look at that plant and just see how poorly it's doing. And look then at what a plant that you see that has been getting the proper feeding much, much better, much, much happier and much more colourful. All right, OK. We'll take one one to finish. And again, it's to do... We'll take two more. One to do with daffodil. Well, what is the best time of year to plant, daffod- plant daffodil bulbs? Somebody wants to know. Well, first of all, I would wait until the daffodils, even if they're leaf, I would wait until they wilted back naturally. Uh, back into the ground because they will uh, get yellow and, and deteriorate slowly. Mm. So once they've got to that point, you can plant away at your daffodil bulbs. Now, 
Maybe it's a good time to look at feeding the rattlers that they haven't been doing it up to now because they will soak up that feed. Uh, I don't think I'd use Grow More in that situation. I'd stay with my organic fertilisers. Just get on the daffodils, but I wouldn't be afraid to feed them now. All right, OK. A final question about tomato seeds. I planted tomato seeds, Liam, last January, and now they're about a foot tall, but the leaves are curling and turning yellow. What should I do? What do I need to do? Well, what you need to do, Nyla, if she started her seeds and she wants to get her daffodil or her tomatoes to grow very well, don't be afraid of the, the bottom leaves turning yellow because ultimately you'll be pulling those leaves off anyways. Once they've turned yellow, what they've actually done is put some seed into that tomato plant that is growing. So take the daffodil, or sorry, take the, the tomato leaves off now that it's turned yellow. It could be a sign if it's higher than, if it's at the top of your of your tomato, you are certainly uh, getting nutrient deficient, so you need to plant it into a bigger pot. If you're in a, in a polytunnel, you need to plant it. And when you're planting it, plant it slightly deeper than it is in the, in the little cell that you have because daffodils will, or sorry, tomatoes will put out leaves on the stem as it goes up and they get a better anchor into the ground for when you start trending uh, it up a rope or whatever. All right, OK. Liam, we leave you there and thanks uh, for all your help and advice this week and uh, good luck to all the gardeners over the Easter weekend. We'll talk to you again next Tuesday morning, Liam. A very good morning Thank to you. Very, thanks a lot. Ocean FM. The gardening slot on Northwest Today, thanks to Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr, offering the most useful lawn care tips. Feeney's Garden Centre, Glen Carr.